We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is Rob Carmack from Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. And when I'm not eating a pound of caviar, I'm listening to Set Lusting Bruce. Welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is one half of my, I like to think of it as my sister podcast, or my brother podcast, um, Bruce Springsteen's The Alphabet. We have JB here tonight. How are you doing, JB? I'm good. How are you doing, Jesse? I am great. Um, you guys are just plugging away through the alphabet. We are plugging away through the alphabet. We're uh, we're getting like close enough to the end that we're having to think about what 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 does this look like <laughs> when we've covered all the songs. But uh, yeah, we're in the S's, which which are uh, tops as far as Bruce Springsteen is concerned. Yeah, and then uh, you have all the T's, and that includes all the. So, all the does. Know, yeah, so that's at least something. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I've i been wondering about that because you seem to be having a blast. Yeah, and, we have a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I could see, you know, you would miss your uh, weekly visit with Rob, uh, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might uh, just have to call each other on the phone and talk about, uh, talk about politics or something. <laughs> Uh, you guys do mention that a little bit, don't you? Yes. <laughs> we got into it last week. Uh, we, uh, as I said to somebody on Twitter, really tried to burn it down there for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> we had some uh, some folks on some of our social media accounts uh, go after a few of our more cherished listeners, uh, and we mm-hmm. we didn't stand. We were not having that. No. Um, you know, I was. Um, you know, I I can. I try to stay current. I usually, um, I usually only get three or four episodes behind. But um, so, and you know, I listen to the car, and um, I can't remember which episode you talked about where, you know, someone was picking on Bella, 
Oh, and yeah. You guys were like, this is unacceptable. And I'm like in the car. You darn right it isn't. Leave alone. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think it was Cyanola Cowboys. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I did love that um, your point about shut up and sing is probably the worst thing you could tell Bruce Springsteen <laughs> if you're wanting him not to be political. <laughs> you know? That's my new thing now. Like if me and some buddies are drinking beer on the porch and, and uh, I have like a big opinion, once somebody asks me something I have a big opinion about, I'm like, you guys mind if I shut up and sing real quick? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I forgot – where I read it, it was either on Twitter or Facebook that, you know, someone mentioned, you know, several years ago, uh, the Dixie Chicks got in all kinds of trouble criticizing the United States uh, president overseas. And, um, oh, yeah. boy, it, it appears this president doesn't have that problem. No. <laughs> um, as we're recording this, it is uh, just a day or two after the latest summit. Uh, where President Trump um, seems to have not done as well, even by when you know Fox News is criticizing <laughs> you, you know it's a bad thing. Even by his own standards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're wondering why we're being a little political, is tonight JB and I are doing one of our album ranking episodes, and we are talking Bruce Springsteen's Wrecking Ball. Yeah, and he, uh, you might say he shuts up and sings on this record. There is some, uh, there's some politics. There's some, some, some righteous indignation, some, uh, calling out to the, to our, uh, better spirits. Uh, it's all, it's a great record. Yeah. Um, just so that we get basic facts, right? It's right? the 17th, <laughs> unless you guys have, uh, you have uh, put a uh, more, you know, have you guys coined that? You <laughs> no, know, no. okay, yeah. Um, Wrecking Ball is the 17th studio album by Bruce Springsteen. It was released in March of 2012. Um, Rolling Stone called it the best album of 2012, and yep. um, of course, Rolling Stone seems to love them some Bruce. And we take care of our own uh, was nominated uh, for. Uh, it and the song we take care of our own nominated for three Grammy awards. So, um, you have a special relationship with this album. Do you not? I do. Um, so I had, it had to have been on Fallon, uh, on, in 2012 when he played this. Uh, and I think I just moved from Memphis to Tupelo, uh, like two weeks earlier. And, and I think I saw them play this on Fallon. Cause I think I also had just gotten cable for whatever reason. When I moved, they gave me some deal and I was like, Oh, I haven't had cable in forever. That sounds good. Uh, and I saw him play the song Wrecking Ball. And he played one other song, I think. Um, we take care of our own maybe. And, I just – I had listened to Bruce's stuff before um, in the way that I listen to records. Somebody tells me to listen to someone's music. I put I get, uh, go to Spotify and put all the records in a playlist and listen to the whole thing, spend a day or two with it. And if it really speaks to me, I'll you know run back through it. And that's Bruce's music certainly did, um, but there's so much of it that I'd never really got to hone in on anything and, and spend any time with it because uh, I was just trying to hear you know, what all he had to offer. 
no one said, hey, here's start. No, no one gave me a roadmap. Just some Bruce fans had made it clear with me that that uh, that I was making a mistake not listening to him. So anyway, I listened to him, acknowledged that it was really good. He put out this record, Wrecking Ball, and just to see a guy, I guess in his 50s at the time, uh, who, like you said, his 17th studio album, he's been doing this for a little while. He's a lot of people who have been doing this for as long as him are out of ideas. And uh, to see him writing like politically relevant, pop, uh, pop sensibility relevant, straightforward rock and roll that calls out on sort of the history of, you know, touch, pulls so much from like different areas of the history of rock and roll into, into these songs was um, and to see him and his band loving doing it, still performing. Uh, it probably changed my life. <laughs> yeah. Um just once again, basic facts. Bruce was born in 49. So 2012, that would be 63, I guess, right? 63. Yeah. So he's yeah. two years yeah, away 60s. from Social Security. Yeah. And he's doing this. Um, that, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I have a special uh, memory of this because, um, as you guys know, I'm in a mixed marriage you know, a non-Springsteen fan married to a Springsteen fan. <laughs> and um, and Linda, you know, a casual fan at best, you know, um, loves working on the highway and Cadillac Ranch and a couple other songs. And um, we were going to go in uh, April of 2012 to see – we ended up going to see Bruce in Cleveland – um, for um, the Wrecking Ball tour because he wasn't coming anywhere close to Dallas. And so she listened to that album a lot, and she liked it a, a lot. And um, so if you ask Linda that she would tell you Wrecking Ball is her favorite album by far, um, yeah. she thinks it's one of the best things he's done. Um which was funny. I mentioned that to Dave Marsh once when I, you know, called in, and he said, "I, I, I think you can make an argument. Your wife has a point. <laughs> you yeah, know, that this is." Um, so um, she, um, in fact, when she goes hiking, um, you know, when they go backpack camping or something, she in rocky ground. She plays oh, in yeah. her mind when she's walking that in her little, you know, hiking boots, you know, she's uh, playing, always singing that to herself. So, yeah, this is a really special album, and I'm excited to talk to you about it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, I, I just always come back to it. It's and, and I think one reason that a lot of Bruce fans have been around, I uh, don't talk about it as much, and it's us Bruce fans who came to it later, French fans or whatever, um, who resonate with more is because... I guess everyone else who had been with him for a long time weren't surprised when this came out. You know what I mean? 
They yeah. knew that he was going to write, a, and they know he's going to write an incredible record in the 70s, too, you know? So right. it was just us who had only been, you know, like, oh, Bruce, yeah, he was the guy from, you know, the 80s, the 70s and 80s, right? And uh, and then, oh, holy cow, he's still doing it, huh? In a big way. And so, um, yeah, it's super hard to put this up against something like Born to Run or Darkness on the Edge of Town, which are monumental, like, politically and socially and also musically and production wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. When when this is just when this is just a a, a great record, like an incredible, you know what I mean? The, it, this doesn't have this doesn't hold the place in time and space that those other records do. Right. But that doesn't mean uh, it's any less. I guess it's just as good I, as any of Bruce's best records. I, I totally agree with you. And um, uh, how much trouble did you have ranking them, the songs? Uh, it was easier than I thought it was going to be. Okay. But, um, but it, you know, there were definitely some that were tough. I, yeah. you know, I spent, <laughs> I spent a couple hours on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So as we normally do, what we're going to do is we're going to start, um, at our least favorite song all the way to our most favorite song, Taking Turns. Um, the idea is as JB and I, and we've already done this once uh, for um, Bruce's first album, right? Didn't we do? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so some song has to be last. So you want to start off with uh, 13, right? Right, right. Yes. Wait, did we? Yeah, we did. We did greetings. Okay. For a yeah. second, I thought we did Wild the Innocent. No, we did. Yeah. We did greetings. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so, and I did. Um, I did the one with the bonus tracks, so hopefully you did too. Yeah, I've got 13. Okay, good. All right, number 13, sir. All right, uh, you want me to start us off? Yep. Okay, so I, uh, like you said, you know, they all, there has to be a last on the record. Uh, Swallowed Up in the Belly of the Well is my last. Um, it kind of reminds me of a Tom Waits song, which is cool, and it is about the Forgotten Amongst Us, which is, you know, a, a, a definitely a, a Bruce message sentiment but uh it's just not the best on the record uh it's a good last track though too bad <laughs> it is not the last track <laughs> <laughs> but i really love it in the song when the band comes up that's when it kind of turns around for me but it's still the 13th yeah um i'm right there with you it was very easy for me to pick that was my uh least favorite song on the album um i listened to it again just to say, okay, be fair, Jesse. Maybe there is another song. Um, it is. Um, I I don't quite understand what he's trying to do there. Um, you know, it's a little slow, and and while the lyrics, um, he's painting a picture. I just don't know if it works very much. So it was easy for me to put that. This is one I tend to hit skip when I'm listening to the CD. Oh so, wow. Wow, I would I uh I don't hit skip when I listen to the CD, but wow, okay, it does it does take a minute to come up. Um, yeah. But when it comes up, it that's the that's the only thing is whenever the band comes in and his his vocals sort of go into this sort of sunken melody. Yeah. Um, that I could rank higher, you know what I mean? Okay. But you got to you got to rank the whole song, so. All right. Well, and nice. I say I could rank it higher, but you know, not against the rest of this record. <laughs> yeah. All right, next one up. All right, um, I've got you've got it. Okay. And this this was almost last, so this is a nice change of pace, and I like how playful it is. 
but I don't think it has the same like gravitas as the rest of the record. I really love it as a playful song. It's got really killer guitars, um, but just compared to the rest of the record, and even thematically compared to Swallow It Up, it, it doesn't hold up. But it's just got some musically, it's got enough, and melodically, it's got enough to be number twelve. Um, I am close um, to that. Um, I have. Um, I, I agree with your thoughts on you've got it. It doesn't seem to fit as much. Right. Um, especially, you know, and one of the things I like about this album is there is a lot of variety. There is um, some slower songs. There is some really upbeat, fast songs. There is the, you know, as we talk about, there is, you know, kind of sometimes Bruce's trademark. I'm going to be up and peppy in my song yet the lyrics are really depressing you know yeah (laughs) um who wants to get convicted tonight yeah yeah Yeah, um but my number 12 was this depression okay yeah you alluded to that uh, earlier today yeah um i just it is um it isn't swallowed up in the belly of the whale it isn't a song i tend to skip i just i like other songs a little bit more um, it is, um, it, it is, it's a beautiful song that is about this depression. Um, I do think it's interesting now that we know he was fighting depression. I, I listened to the song yeah. a little different, but, um, it's, it's number 12 for me. Yeah. It's not on the top of my list. I, I do like it a lot though. Um, I, I will say you, you made a point about how there's a lot of variety in this record. The thing about this record is it's it's very uh, uh, different song to song, but it's thematically it flows really nicely, and I think that's because it's almost like a sampler of Americana. Yes, I and think the, so. The lyrics, so that's musically and production wise, mm-hmm. they even play with production a lot. And then musically, it is a snap. I mean, uh, lyrically, it's like a snapshot of a of uh, I mean, the year two thousand eleven or two thousand or two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. It's it's a, it's a snapshot of of sort of what America felt like at that, at that moment in time while sampling all of America's music. Um, it's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Number 11, number 11. I love this song. <laughs> I'm so sad. It's all the way down here in the bottom. And, uh, it seems silly, but it's really about, uh, a lot more, but still, uh, number 11, easy money track two on the record. So, I mean, it's an incredible song. It's got just jangling guitars and hand claps and stomps, and it's all about, you know, come on, baby, put on that pretty dress. We're going to go out and make some easy money. Uh, and it's, you know, saying that in jest, uh, talking about sort of the the Robert Barons of 2008. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's number 11. This is, your podcast is the hardest. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this um it, it's a little bit higher for me um that you know the whole you know you know i love that you put on your coat i'll put on my hat you put out the dog i'll put out the cat yeah um you know it is um i, I yeah i agree with you because um my top 10 
the middle part easily I could change back and forth. So right, right. easy money is just a little bit higher to me. Uh, my number 11 is you've got it. So we're you got really it. Yeah. close to that. Right there you know? together. Absolutely. Um, and so we've already talked about that. What's your number 10? My number 10 is the depression, this depression. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're really close there too. Yeah. And look, this depression resonates with me. And like I'm – that's coming from someone who like fully has experienced depression, sees a therapist a couple times a month, you know, like uh, – so it resonates big time with me. But it's still – I think this song's pretty cool. Is about sort of, I mean, this record's um, a collective experience record. Yeah. And I think this song is a personal experience record. I mean, song. So, so it's a little out of place. Well, you know, the rest of the record is about us and this song yes. is about me, me. Yeah. Um, I am, um, I've actually just started, um, I'm going to go see someone. There's a few things going in my life and that I, my wife said, think you need to go see someone so i am going to do that uh so i know that feeling as well i've got to say that yeah just if you if you're taking breaths you should go see somebody yeah it's a you know life is a terminal condition <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> you should go see somebody yeah. i will say that this depression uh that melody right before so i've been lost but never this lost i've been uh or i've been down but never this down i've been lost never this lost and then it just like has that really quick chord change into the chorus. Uh, you think it's going to go three more beats. Yeah. But it just does a quick change in the middle of the measure. Uh, that's one of the coolest musical elements of the record. It's just the song didn't cut it. Yeah. Um, I, I would have, um, you know, on my wish list uh, to do an album show. This would be such a fun album show, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to go see. I'm ready for this album show. Yeah. Oh, also this this depression. Tom Morello plays a guitar solo, oh, and it's yeah. number and it's number ten on my list. Yeah, that is a Tom Morello guitar solo. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and you know one of the by the way, my number ten is Easy Money. So oh, yeah, we nice. have the final. Our bottom four are all the same, just in a little different order. Yeah, um, it is. Um, you think about. Um, you know, my friend Sam that I talk about sometimes on the podcast, um, he – we ended up going to Kansas City to see this tour, and um, Sam was kind of depressed, no pun intended. But it was later in the tour, so Bruce wasn't doing as many songs from the uh, Wrecking Ball, you know, how he starts doing that. And, yeah. you know, Sam said, I wish I had gone to an earlier show to see a few more of these, you know, songs from this because they're really well done. Yeah. All right. Number nine. Number nine. We're getting into the top ten now. Yes. Uh, number nine is American Land for me. Wow. Uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful song. Susie Tyrell uh, kills it. Uh, absolutely shines. And it's such a cool take on an old barroom song and just immigrant songs and, you know, Irish drinking songs. Um, but it's, it's kind of borrowed a little bit, you know, it's, okay. it's very borrowed, you know, each element is sort of borrowed from somewhere. Um, so I felt like that was a good excuse to push it down because <laughs> okay. when you're ranking these, you're really looking for excuses to push this song down. Uh, cause it's really hard. Um, yes. Um, American land is higher for me, but I've been on the record. American land is one of, if I had to 
probably pick top 10 songs, he yeah. would make my top 10. So, of course, I'm going to give it a little bit higher than right. that. Um, though every time I hear it, I think of American Tale. And for those of you who are listening to Alphabetical, <laughs> take a drink. American Tale reference. <laughs> uh, you know, who would have thought I American too. I was Tale... trying so hard not to reference it just a second ago. <laughs> um, you know, the Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet drinking game. <laughs> American Tale is mentioned. Take a drink. Um, oh, I, I'm so confident that if I ever met Bruce and just mentioned uh, uh, the uh, American Tale. He'd just be like, "Man, I love that movie." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think about that movie when I'm writing all the time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this hurt me. All right. I this hurt me because I I love this song. Every time they do it live, I smile, uh, shackled and drawn. It yeah. hurt me to put it this low. And it's that is only there. because the other eight songs I love a little bit more. But when the, the whole band with the E Street on steroids and the horn section, yeah. you know, and they're all out there and, you know, Bruce using his mic stand like it's a shovel and shackled and drawn. And they <laughs> all are, you know, they do the almost a chorus line at the end where everyone go. I, I just love that song. It. It makes me smile. It, it is. I can't believe I put it this low. Well, I, I will say that I'm in American Land cracks the five star songs on this record for me. So like everything we talk about from here on out is is five stars. Oh, you know that is a very good point, JB, because I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, at this point, you're playing. You know, it is decimal points because yes, I agree. It's a five point. Yeah. All right, number eight. Uh, Death to My Hometown. Ooh, okay. Uh, this is a pretty tough song. Um, it's just about, like, we're, we're built on this tradition of winning these great battles and soaked in patriotism. And this song is about how it didn't take any of your warring to bring death to my hometown. Uh, it came in like a thief in the knife, night. Mm-hmm. Now we're, no, no shells, no cannonballs, no dictators. It was much more subtle than that. You took the promise of the American dream from us. You sold us a lie. You got rich on our hard work and picked up and left. And that's, uh, that's like, that's heavy. And that's what this record's about. Um, and it's almost angrier in that Bruce has seen this happen a few times, you know, (laughs) at this point in the 2008, it's as worse as it's ever been. And, uh, the only thing I don't love about, I, I don't love the, like the melody of this song as much. Just a little too, I don't know what, maybe a little too like dropkick Murphys for me. <laughs> okay, I can see that. That there is, and I think that one of the reasons I like it a little more than you. You know, I love the I love the line, uh, "Get yourself a song to sing and sing it till you're done. Sing it hard and sing it well. Send the robber barrels straight to hell." And then yeah. you know, and he's just spinning. The greedy thieves who came around and ate the flesh of everything they found. When crime goes unpunished now, walk the streets as free men now. And then just the explosion. Um, It is very great lyrics and really amazing, um, you know, the music and the way he built this. So I'm a little bit higher, but yes. It's almost like a musical melody, you know, where he comes out on the stage and and he – 
stands up on a soapbox and a you know you almost see like a kid in a Boston Harbor in that you know the early 1800s like climb up on a climb up on a you know a box that just got unloaded off of a boat a you know a box of yeah. tea and and shout these things to well, the to the crown you know what I mean and here we are this. It seems it would not be out of place there. No, in fact, you could Lemiz, but set in the Boston Tea Party revolutionary. Yeah. I mean, you absolutely could see that. Um, yeah, great song. Um, so my number eight is "We Are Alive." All right. Um, I and once again, five star song. Um, absolutely. I love that. Um, and. <laughs> Linda, everyone saw, is this a song about zombies? I said, well, you know, I don't think literal zombies, but there is a little bit about, you know, and, and, um, and, and I always think of Clarence when you hear the line, let your mind rest easy, sleep well, my friend. It's only our bodies that betray us in the end. Yeah. I, I, I always think of Clarence. I think of Danny because, you know, Bruce's line that, you know, Clarence doesn't leave the E Street Band, you know, as long as the E Street Band, he is there. Uh-huh. Um, so um, I, I, this is just a um, – and I'm sure, Rob, and you guys, when you talk about this, all the biblical imagery, you know, Bruce uses – um, I totally agree with you guys. In another life, Bruce would have been a very compassionate, very loving, you know, uh, Southern preacher. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, not the cr- crummy kind that uh, you know. Um, he would have been the good kind, and uh, yeah. so I-, I love that. So, um, so number eight, we are alive. It we are alive was lower for me, but just the more I listened to it. The higher it got. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, number seven. Number seven, Shackled and Drawn. Yes. I am so happy that's a little bit higher for you. Yeah, the guitar parts are so killer and jangly and Americana. Uh, it's just, that's such a cool guitar part. And the way they produce it, just the way it fits into the mix underneath all the stomps and claps instead of over it all. And while, and it's not quite the melody, but it sort of is the melody, it just, it's perfect. It's, it's yeah. awesome. The fact that it's number seven on the list is maddening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about me? I had nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, my num- number seven, Pudge Rodriguez, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> is Wrecking Ball. Um, All right. I, yeah, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Um, I remembered when, um, you know, he played this when they were going to tear down the stadium. Yeah. And um, and the song is so much more than just the passing of an era, though I was oh, yeah. very. If you think the song's about a stadium? Yeah. Though I was very bitter, unfairly, but when they blew up, um, not the Chicken Man. The Chicken Man uh, for the yeah. last night. <laughs> uh, when. The Texas Stadium there in Irving, they imported it. I was like, why are they not playing Wrecking Ball? Well, you know, come on. Has anyone not gotten any soul? So, um, you know, once again, this I can't believe. Wait, when did they blow that up? Uh, It was after. 
because it, it was it's it the song had been released but not on Wrecking Ball. In other words, this was you know he How did done that stadium it live. stay up for so long? Yeah, um, I I will basic facts. Let me look. Yeah. Um, oh man, I've got my one of my absolute earliest memories is from there, April eleventh, two thousand ten. Okay. And yeah, and so he uh, had done this with it. Yeah, so. Um, you know, I remember um, Dave Marsh talked about when he first heard it that, oh, this is how Bruce is reacting to turning 60. Um, there, <laughs> I, I do feel like Wrecking Ball is a song that um, it was one that was on my rotation when I was getting chemo. You know, this whole, yeah, you yeah. know, give me your best shot. I'll take, you know, what you got. Bring on your Wrecking Ball. Um, such a powerful song. And when you see it live or in the tapes, when, you know, Max is just hitting the set and stopping oh, yeah. and just, it is just amazing. But I put it seven. It's seven. <laughs> I know. There we go. All right. Number six. Number six is Jack of all trades. This is a song, man. Uh, and I have to, I've got to say thanks to Bruce and come clean. I have ripped this song off countless times. Okay. They, if you go through my hard drive and just every other song on there of like that I've got recorded of my original stuff, you'll be like, is this Jack of all trades? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just that sentiment of um, like, I'm going to do what I, I, I am a child of the American spirit. I'm going to do what it takes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, almost a hubris that a lot of Americans have. Like, it, you know, in the face of um, sort of pending economic doom, I have seen so many people whose futures were so uncertain. The only certainty was that, like, they were probably going to lose their jobs. It was just this idea that it's going to be fine. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work tomorrow and the next day and forever um, I'll find a way, you know, like I'm going to do it. And, uh, I don't know. I like, I like the song a lot. So I'm higher than you, but, uh, there's some personal reasons. Right. Um, my, um, I had a stepdad whose name was Kenneth and, um, you know, I, I, I've talked about this before, but I've been lucky enough to have four dads in my life. I had, um, my mom's father, who I called grandpa, uh, my wife's dad, Raymond, uh, my stepdad, Kenneth, and then my actual father, dad. And all of them, a unique position in my life, each kind of helped shape me. And Kenneth was, he, he was a roofer. He actually worked offshore as a roughneck. You know, seven on, seven off. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite stories is he ha we had a 63 Mercury Meteor back, and this is in the middle 70s when I was I had just gotten my license. And he would drive the car down to the dock 60, 75 miles away, and it would sit there all week. And then when he got off the boat, because he worked seven on, seven off, he would drive right. it back in town, and then I had it the seven days because he didn't need the car then. Um, and 
<laughs> both of us would like and he left Tuesdays. So like Monday night if I had the car, there would barely be any gas left in it. <laughs> barely any gas. And yeah. then when he brought it back, there would barely be any gas. Yeah. And my mom wants like G D Jesse Wayne Get it, Wayne. Can y'all just not fill up the damn car? <laughs> and, and, you know, we were, he was like, I'm like, I'm not using any of my money to give him gas. And it, it was just, yeah. but he was a guy who could fix anything. He truly was someone who could always, you know, manipulate. Yeah. Um, you know, he was great with his hands, could figure anything out. And, you know, he would sit there, you know, light a cigarette, scratch his chin, and just think. And so every time I hear this song, I think of him. And, and Linda, the first time she heard it, it's like, oh, this is so beautiful. This is so <laughs> lovely. Oh, my God, what happened? Because <laughs> they get to the part with a gun. Yeah. Um, Easily one of my highlights was in uh, August of when I saw uh, Bruce in Jersey. Um, he did right. uh, Jack of All Trades with the string band. They had had the orchestra, you know, they had had strings yeah. for New York Serenade, and he did this with this, and it was absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, um, higher for me, but um, almost cracked your top five. And yeah. I would Great like song. to hear your version of Jack of All Trades. I'll uh, see if I can find up a. I mean, it's not a version of Jack of All Trades. It is just, it is yes. just a song written by a guy who is clearly listening to Jack of All yes. Trades like a lot. Um, you know, it's it's a um, an homage. It's not a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the biz, we call it we call it a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, because uh, comics they talk about that a lot. You know, it's an homage. Yeah. No, no, no. You're just stealing that. Um, yeah, musicians just call it a rip. We call it what yeah. it is. Uh, my number six, and gosh, I can't believe it, is We Take Care of Our Own. Mm. Um, I just love oh, that. I love <laughs> that song. Me. <laughs> I know. Um, it is, it, it was such a great song to start the live shows with. Um, you know, as we talked about earlier, um, I think if this had gotten more airplay, it would have been just as misunderstood as Born in the USA. Um, yep. I think it is a it, it is it is the born in the USA like of the 21st century. Yeah. And that that, you know, when when he did a prayer for our brothers and sisters, you know, fallen brothers and sisters, when they did, you know, after 9-11, the um, you know, the, the fundraiser. But I do think yeah. this is a um, asking ourselves, where is this? What are we? You know, where is the keep my hands free? You know, yeah. because working is so vital to all of us, not just to survive, but for self-worth. And um, I, I just it only reason why is because the other five are just a little bit more higher than me. Um, I, I, I just love the song and I'm, I'm glad it's going to be higher on your list. Yeah. So, all right. All right. We're in uh... top five. All right, number five is for me is "We Are Alive." Um, this is a very cinematic song. It's got a lot of parts, um, and it starts so small, and it seems like it's not going anywhere. 
until you realize, you know, at first it really does kind of seem like a song about zombies. Mm-hmm. Until you realize he's talking about, like, the greatest people who have walked the earth. And uh, the people who have made humanity what it is. And the people who have made this country what it is. Uh, and there's this this refrain, uh, and though our bodies lie alone here in the dark, our souls and spirits rise to carry the fire and light the spark. Uh, and I love that uh, image of the spark just because of what it means to Bruce and lyrically throughout his music. To fight shoulder to shoulder and heart to heart, to stand shoulder to shoulder and heart to heart, we are alive. Um, it's just beautiful. And the music is so uh, sort of sweet bluegrass when it finally comes up. But there's also some timpani, you know, it's it's huge. It's a huge song. Um but the combination of upright bass and electric bass and banjo uh, are, are incredible. Yeah, and, um, you know, in, in the credits, they give a nod to June Carter and Merle Kilgore because it does have that little bit of, you know, that Johnny Cash, um, Ring of Fire. Yeah. Uh, there, and it's just... Um, it is an epic song where it starts and then it builds and then talk about a cinematic ending where you're slowly becoming, you know, those choruses over, you know, and those chords over and over again, slowly going out. Um, just a amazing song. And, yeah. And to talk about all the history of people that um, that have sacrificed, and and I do think it is that you know it's a common thing, but you you can kill the dreamer, but you can't kill the dream, and and I think that's his way of saying too, we are alive, no matter what you do to us, we're here, we're doing this, and we're not going away. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. Um, I also love that it's so clearly has these these country influences yes and is such uh sort of i i progressively idyllic and i don't mean that to like i told a pastor one time in the south i was like i really you your sermons are very progressive and i appreciate that and he he got offended he's like whoa i'm not progressive and i was like whoa 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 whoa. if you don't want to be progressive that's like if you don't want me to call you a liberal that's one thing but if you don't want to think if you don't want to think of your person who achieves progress then I take back everything I just said to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but, uh, and that's what I mean when I say that. And I was at a, a music festival this weekend, saw some incredible music, but we saw a lot of country music from, uh, acts that have been around for a long time. And one thing that I love is we're in, uh, experiencing a, uh, sort of renaissance in country music right now. Uh, now if you turn on the radio, you don't notice. If you just listen right. to country radio, you hear music produced by people who are not country. Uh, who are not from like rural areas or the South <laughs> by any means or stretch of the imagination, uh, singing about things that don't matter. But if you listen to a lot of the up and coming country artists or the people who've been at it for a long time, who are just now getting a lot of recognition or people like Willie, who've been around for forever. Uh, but we saw like, um, Brent Cobb and, uh, Margot Price and, um, this weekend and they're incredible. And they're these, the people, the most progressive people, and I again, I do not mean liberal because there are some very conservative, very progressive um, country musicians out there who who I, I love listening to and I love disagreeing with because I know that they're wrestling with it just as hard as I am. Who who are writing 
the most incredible music right now about subject matters that really matter. Um, and like country music is, is cool right now. Um, and I think this is, this is a little ahead of that, that move, but, uh, it's very much in that same vein. So, yeah. Um, as I, I do want Bruce's doo-wop album. Yes. I, I want his gospel album. Yeah. I, I so want, and I would love a Bruce Springsteen country album. Devils and Dust is close. It is pretty close. I agree. It's a Nashville album. It's not yeah. a country album, but yeah. it is a it's Nashville class. album. Yeah. All right. So my top five starts with Rocky Ground. Um, for All right. The reasons why it's one of my um, wife's favorite songs. Um, I have a new boss who does not like Bruce Springsteen. Oh, is, no. And is making fun of me. Um, he uh, he said, I talked to my friends about you. I said, oh, this was on the mo- the first Monday. He had started a week before. And he said, yeah, I had some friends over Friday night. And I explained to them that I had a new employee that um, had seen Bruce Springsteen 16 times. And none of them could understand why. Oh, what? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I'll have to do um, – so he did talk about one of the things he really loves is hearing music that cuts to kind of um, hip hop or rapping in the middle. So I said, well, you know, go Google Rocky, Rocky Ground and check yeah. it out. And he came back afterwards and said that was really well done. He said that's exactly the kind of music I like that he's taken. Yeah. And then, you know, I made the joke that yeah, Bruce has like tried to rap and it didn't work, and so it worked out better with uh, her voice in there. But um, just just it it is a song. Obviously, it's um, a little bit higher on your list, but just it it's, yes, I love it. All right, number four, just missed the podium. All right, number four. Land of Hope and Dreams. Did I miss? Did I lose you? No, no, no. No, okay. I'm in shock. Okay, all right. So, Land of Hope and Dreams uh, is incredible. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, if you told me that uh, a six-year-old rock star samples hip hop and uh, industrial and Celtic folk and uh, has rap and gospel all mixed up into two of the songs on his record that he put out in 2012. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, I would have hit you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I said, like, you don't know music. If you had said that, that you thought that was good. Uh, but it's incredible. Uh, and the uh, samples on Land of Hope and Dreams are incredible. And holy sack solo Batman. Um, it's super cool. And I love the way that the samples become drums. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it's so good. And the chorus at the end, the last two minutes of this song, I want to be on that train. Yeah. Um, Cause this train carries all the sinners and the dreams will not be thwarted and the faith will be rewarded. And we'll say that'll preach. Like I want to be on that train. Yes. Uh, and it's number four. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for good reason. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to save mine's a little bit higher. So I'll save and talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, it is uh, my number four is Death to My Hometown. Um, All right. I, I just I love. We've already talked a lot about it, but the the drama and the the anger and and how musically 
he's spitting at the bit with his anger, yet it's controlled and, and able to do something. So, um, yeah, it, number four. All right, top three. Here we go, top three. You ready for this? Yes. Me too. All right, uh, number three, Rocky Ground. All right, very good. I love this it. This song, oh my gosh. And, uh, oh man, I just forgot the girl's name, the woman's name. I'm going to look it up just so we don't, okay. we don't snub her. Because she does an incredible job. Isn't it Michelle? No, I'm... Yeah, it's Michelle something. Okay. Michelle Moore. Okay, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She does some rapping. She does She does the melody in the beginning. Over just some organ and some some drums uh, that, that, again, become live. Um, the little guitar, just all the subtleties in the song are perfect. And Bruce's vocals in this are, are, are yearning and, and beautiful. And him and Michelle sound awesome together. <laughs> I didn't think they would, <laughs> in theory, but they sound incredible together. This is, I, I hum this song most days, just like this is in my head at some point. It's one of my favorite songs, yeah. it, like in the world that's ever existed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, amazing. Um, so for all the reasons I've already said, Jack of All Trades makes my yeah. top three. Um, personal feelings everything so um i just I, I love that song and in fact my top three are all for personal reasons so right all right silver number two we take care of our own i'm so happy this is the first track and it is everything i love and believe about america um and and it's sad that it has to be sung sarcastically but it's true too like we we do even if the institutions don't take care of our own, like we will, the rest of us will. Just it kind of reminds me of the, uh, you know, when your mom's like, the church isn't the building, it's the people. Like America is not the institutions, it's the people. Yes. And we, we take care of our own. Also, stomps and claps, and those bells that go with the choruses, the the chord changes in the very beginning, just make it the first, the best first track. It makes you want to wrap your arms around your brother next to you and like sway back and forth and sing about this song. It's awesome. Yeah, um, it's just that drum beat, and it just, you know, it 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 starts the album out so strong. Um, you know, when he did this, he opened, um, you know, the shows with it. It is, I am here. Um, in you're right. I mean, it just it is. Um, it's what the promise of America should be. Yeah. And um, and I know that, um, you know, a lot of us as Springsteen fans will say, you know, I know the song isn't about we take care of our own. But from our perspective, it is what we do. Uh, you know, yeah. we do try to take care of our own. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, great song. I love it. Well, like and, and so there's this there's a, a Katrina reference in there. Right. And um like the institutions in Louisiana failed the people. Yes. But I the whole week I took off school and worked in a shelter in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. For people who were driving up. Like it's sarcastic and true at the same time. Is the great thing about this song is like, oh, we take care of our own, but also whenever we don't, we do. The rest yes. of us do. Um I don't know, it's just 
<laughs> it gets me and it makes me want to weep and yeah. rage all at once. Yeah. Um, so my number two is American Land. Um, yeah. I just, as I said, it's one of my favorite songs. Um, just, and, and I think you're, point about it being um slightly derivative is is a fair point and if i was grading on a musical scale i i could see why you put that a little bit lower while still giving it five stars i think that it's derivative on purpose and that's why it's a good song is because it's making the point that america is derivative yeah and that's what makes us better. <laughs> yeah, and because uh, we're a derivative of a lot of things. Yeah, and um, I am not. I am not a big fan of Michael Moore, necessarily. But um, I had watched one of his movies, and I'm. I don't remember which one now, but um, at the very end, he talked about that the people who are poorest in America often go to defend the American dream. He was talking about people joining the service because often that's an easy way out. Not an easy way. That's I'm sorry. It is a, a way to get out of their situation and rise above. You know, my father did over 20 years in the military. Um, It is a wonderful way to serve. Yeah. It's an immediate, it's an immediate way. Yeah. And, and, the idea that the people who built the country, they're always trying to keep out. Um, you know, they died building the railroads. They worked to bone and skin. They died in the fields and factories, names scattered in the wind. They died yeah. to get here a hundred years ago. They're still dying now. Their hands that built the country were always trying to keep out. Okay, does Bruce have a little bit of seer in him? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, I mean, this is 2018. Um, but the that's the sad thing is I think this has been consistent for the, many, many years. The people who have built this country will always be kept out. Yeah. It's how it's always been. It's how it, I, I don't know that it will ever really change. I just know that we can be faster at adopting that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We could do a better job of... of adopting those people and welcoming those people. Yeah. And I, one culture at a time. And I'm, there are smarter people than me that should be discussing this, but I do know that as a country, we should be compassionate. We should be loving. And there, there is a way to be safe at the same time, still not lose our soul. End of rant. So, yeah, well, I mean, or, and at the end of the day, like we can be a free country or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we can be Absolutely. a Christian country or not. Right. But we can't. You get, you, we're holding some stuff in tension that you can't hold in tension right now. Absolutely. All um, right. So, number one. Here, here we go. There's only one left. Yep. It's the title track. Uh, and like I said earlier, when I heard them play the song, it probably changed my life. Wrecking Ball. Um, so, it, I mean, the lyrics are, are fully about... Um, the Meadowlands, right? Raised out of steel here in the swamps in New Jersey some misty years ago. And through mud and beer and blood and cheers, I've seen champions come and go. It's a football stadium. Um, but it's also like the, <laughs> the city of New York. Yes. <laughs> uh, and America, right? And he says, 
So if you've got the guts, mister, yeah, if you've got the balls, if you think it's your time, then step to the line and bring on your wrecking ball. And I love that because in 2002, I mean, in 2012, there were a lot of people and, and there's still just as many people saying this country's gone to hell in a handbasket. You know what's wrong with this country? We're all just everybody's just tearing it down. It's so and so's fault. And it's this guy's fault. It's the president's fault. It's the Congress's fault. And right. Bruce is saying, if you think that one person can tear down this country, then here I will give you the keys to the crane. Let's do the best you can do. And I swear to you, this bad boy will be standing and stronger when you are done because we are a lot closer to Obi-Wan Kenobi than we are to a bundle of balsa wood, you know, than a fifth graders balsa wood bridge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just shut up and sang for a minute. No, it's true. Uh, uh, this is like one of my, this is one of my absolute all time favorite songs and I play it. I have played this in bars and when I do, <laughs> I give a speech. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, everybody shut up and listen for a second. <laughs> This song's for all of you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hold tight to your anger, but don't fall to your fears. Oh, I, yes. I mean, that is such a beautiful thing. And and then when he says, when all the steel in these stories, they drift away to rust, and yep. all our youth and beauty, it's been given to the dust. When the game has been decided and we're burning down the clock, and all our little victories and glories have turned into parking lots. And your best hopes and disguiders are scattered through the wind, and hard times come and hard times go. Just bring on your wrecking ball. Oh, no, he says, and hard times come and hard times go. Yeah, just to come again. Yes. That is, oh, my gosh. Sometimes I think that Bruce has, like, is a little bit Jewish, too. Yes. Uh, I aspire to be. I am not. (laughs) I'm a Southern Baptist. Yeah. But I, I prefer to read rabbis. Uh, but that, I love that idea of of um, we're doing this only so that we're better at doing it next time because it's inevitably going to keep coming around. Like we're just going to keep wrestling with this because the solution isn't to find the answer. It is to wrestle. Yeah, um, I I agree. It is just it is about life. It's about surviving. It's about continuing to um push for good things and um i am so happy you've got it that high um my number one is land of hope and dreams i would it and better days would be depending on the day my favorite bruce springsteen song so of course i'm gonna yes. make it be top. yeah um you know um you know there the roots come from this whether Bruce meant it to or not is, you know, um, this train is bound for glory. Um, you know, the old, um, you know, this train don't pull no liars, this train, this train, you know, no false pretenders and no backbiters. This is a clean train. And Bruce says, we're, everyone's invited. Yeah. You know, this is his version of so all have sinned and come short of the glory of rock and roll, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and I love I love this song and I wish it, like I wish there was room for it to be number one because of that, like this train. And I love that he just like he it is a gospel breakdown. And it's I mean, the drums have even like a little bit of gospel touch to. Them. Yes. Um. 
it's incredible. Yeah, and um, you know, I've told the story many times when um, my son was going through a little bit of trouble in college, and we were—I was driving him back after his first semester, and he was feeling pretty depressed. He had, he had, he'd screwed up a couple of ways, you know, pretty bad. As, um, as you do in college. <laughs> yes, and um, you know, and he was feeling that. Um, his life, you know, was over at 19, you know, yeah. and um, I played him Brad Paisley's Letter to Me, you know, <laughs> nice. and then I played him this song and I said, you know, um, and I just started crying about faith will be rewarded and, um, you know, dreams will not be thwarted. And um, I just think that if there is a summary of what I want my life to stand for, the way yeah. I want to be would be this song, you know, yeah. um, I've saying I, I've not saying it, but I've quoted it, um, at a couple of funerals I've spoke at, um, you know, and, um, it just is, it, this would be on his gospel album. And this is, you know, this you could play at any church, I think, that doesn't have a stick up its butt and everyone would be, you know, clapping along. Except yeah. for the word whore in it. They would be unhappy that there'd be whore in it. Though there are <laughs> whores in the Bible, so there we go. And uh, there's a per prominent worship um, leader who uh, has one of like his all-time hit songs has the word whore in it. So Okay, there you go. And, and bastard. Christians yeah. are okay with you, you can't call people many things, but you can call them a whore and you can call them a bastard. Well, um, I uh, I always pick at my wife. My wife is not a fan of the song, and I always say it's because it's got the word whore in it. No, that is not the reason. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, I, I just love that. Um, this is seventeen albums in his career, JB. A man in his sixties. Yeah. That. Um, nothing against, I love the Beach Boys, but, uh, you know, they're out touring, um, greatest hits machines. You know, there are so many musicians that, um, are out there, they're doing the hits, they're having a yeah, good time. The last good Beach Boys record was Dennis's solo record. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. man, that's, whew. yeah. Yeah. You want to cry. You want yeah. to cry. You don't even have to open the record. Just look at the record cover. Yeah. And to think that this guy said, you know, because people, we've already, you know, Rob loves magic and everyone agrees magic is amazing. Incredible. Yeah. And then you think, hey, I still got a little something. I want to share this with you. Yeah. It's just um, unbelievable. Well, I mean, and he put out, uh, he put out Devils and Dust between that. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It was before Magic. I'm sorry. Basic fact. Basic yeah, fact. Basic fact. Basic fact. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Um, it was Magic, Working on a Dream, The Promise, yeah. which was old, and then yeah. Wrecking Ball. So Devils and Dust was 05. I always want to say it was – Devils and Dust was ahead of its time. I always wanted it to be like 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, it was way ahead of its time. Wrecking Ball, though, is is a rock record for the ages. Timeless. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, any other thoughts, JB? 
Uh, nope. But if you ever want to do a uh, Wrecking Ball <laughs> Redux, I'll just I'm, I'm hacking half talk about this record all day long. Absolutely. Um, and yes, and uh, sign me up for the album show. Uh, you and I'll yes. be right there. Um, I will I'll, be there. I'll even scream for Swallowed Up in the Belly of the Whale. I, you know, I'll Absolutely. be like screaming. I'll be ready. I'm sure that would be an incredible song live. Yeah, I bet it would be too. Uh, yeah. Thanks. All right, so JB, uh, plug the podcast and tell people how they can find you. Uh, uh, you can find me um, at Letters Clark on Twitter, or you can hear me a couple times a week at uh, the, on the podcast Alphabetical Springsteen. Which is uh, at Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet dot com or on alphabetical Springsteen on the iTunes store. Um, and there, me and my co-host uh, Rob Carmack, you've probably heard on this podcast before, talk about one Bruce Springsteen song at a time in alphabetical order. Um, and it's about as dumb as it sounds. <laughs> we have no, a good time. No, no. Yeah, it is. It's uh, very wonderful. I am curious to hear. You know, you guys. Um, as you're on the downhill sl- uh, slope, uh, what's going to be next? For if we run out of Bruce Springsteen songs. But I, I have a feeling he's going to at least put out one more record before we finish. Yeah, I, I He hope. has a recorded record that we have not. Yeah, exactly. Not on our yes. Well, good. Well, if you want to be on the podcast and share your Springsteen story, you can reach out to me at setlessthingbruce at gmail.com. I am at jesse jackson dfw on twitter the show is at set listing bruce on twitter you can go to our facebook page um set listing bruce uh like it um and you guys have a facebook page too as well don't you yeah i think it's just bruce springsteen sings the alphabet yeah I or, think so. or alphabetical i don't know i don't yeah. get on facebook yeah <laughs> uh we had some uh flare-ups on our facebook a couple weeks ago and uh, some people, you know, messaged me and said, hey, I can't believe this. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I And then uh, do us a favor. Go to iTunes and rate or review both podcasts. Um, it truly is how we find new listeners. Um, we do this out of love, but my ego likes to see how many downloads we're getting. That's right. Um, you know, it just makes me happy. So please check that out. Um, JB, this was a joy as always. Um, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate all that you do. Uh, your friendship means the world to me, and I thank you. Uh, we're going to end with where's the eyes, the eyes with the will to see? Where are the hearts that run over with mercy? Where's the love that has not forsaken me? Where's the work that set my hands, my soul free? Where's the spirit that will reign, reign over me? Where's the promise from sea to shining sea? Yeah, man. Amen. It's uh, kind of his version of how many, you know, uh, blown in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, listeners. Thank you, DB. We'll talk to you yeah. soon.